My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hey, everybody. Before we get to today's episode, a quick announcement on the Bible Bells front. We are so excited to announce that our third book, Abigail, the Bell of Bravery, will be out in time for Christmas. Through the story of Abigail, Rooney learns that she can call upon the courage of God to face any problem with the confidence that he will see her through it. Head over to BibleBells.com and pre-order your copy today. All pre-ordered books will be autographed and they'll include a free Abigail devotional for mom and daughter. Welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Tasha Layton. Tasha is a pastor, worship leader, and professional singer who moved to Nashville from Los Angeles after 10 years of working simultaneously within the church and music industries. She has been the voice for various productions like Disney, Nickelodeon, Cirque du Soleil, and she's toured as a backing vocalist for Katy Perry for over four years. So lots of interesting things to talk about. She also holds a bachelor's degree in religion and a master's in divinity and has been involved in various mission projects around the world. She's been to over 40 countries. She teaches voice and theology at Trevecca University. Tasha, so excited to have you on the show today. Oh my gosh, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Well, we love you so much. And the first question I have for you is just, let's give everybody sort of a history, your background. How did you find your love of music? Sort of how did, you know, in those early years, how did how did music sort of shape the person that you became? Yeah, I think, you know, I grew up in South Carolina in a small hometown. We had one flashing light and a volunteer fire station. Oh, <laughs> and Sounds cute. Um, it, it was, and it was definitely, you know, we call it out in the boondocks, but grew up on a lot of land, and my family was very musical, so I had grandparents who played a lot of instruments and extended family who were musicians, and my, my mom sang in church, and my dad, I'll say he's a professional whistler. <laughs> he's just a, a really great whistler, actually. It's beautiful, but I just always grew up singing in the church and loved music. My mom said I can't out of the womb singing and I just wanted to be around it that's super cool so you I mean you're working on an album now but would you just give people sort of the bad like what what are your interests as far as like your passion for singing like what type of music is is the one that really speaks to you yeah I love all types of music and that could sound like a, a little bit of a cop-out but I do love a lot of different genres and especially kind of indie pop and grew up listening to only Christian music because I grew up in a Christian home and then just kind of explored alternative in the early 90s. <laughs> it was awesome. But, you know, with this album, it it's definitely faith-based. It's more on the worship side, but it definitely doesn't sound like a typical contemporary Christian album. It's a little bit more indie pop, kind of got a St. Lucia vibe. And I'd like to just bring my love of music together with really my love of God. And I don't think just because you, you know, love God or you're a spiritual person that your music has to sound a certain way. Totally. What has the process been like for for writing this new album, for recording the songs? Like, to, like walk us through sort of like how that process has gone. 
Yeah. So I lived in LA for 10 years and there I was really just a full-time session singer, full-time touring singer, mainly for Katie. And, you know, when I moved to Nashville, I just really experienced a different type of atmosphere here versus LA. The writing community here is so tight knit and so strong. And I just sort of opened myself up to it and said, you know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And I'm just going to try this out. And, you know, I ended up really loving, I've always loved writing. I've, you know, started on a book and I've written, you know, a lot through school and for different articles and books, but, you know, there's something different about writing music and I've just really enjoyed it. And I, I've found that there's a part of my heart that I couldn't really communicate any other way but in song. And so, you know, writing my book and, you know, all these different things, I was getting most of my story out there, but there was still a piece of me that I didn't feel was really captured. So I've really enjoyed it, and I've gotten to write with some really great writers here in town, really special people that I would just want to hang out with all the time, (laughs) not just write with. They're amazing. So it's been a really fun process, and it's grown me a lot as a writer, not only in music, but in other writing as well. So as you worked through the process of of sort of diving in personally and trying to figure out, okay, what needs to go on this album? Like, what were some of the themes running through what was coming out? Yeah, I think as I was, you know, determining what needed to go on the album and what I felt like was really capturing this season of my life and what I want to communicate to people through music, I found that I just couldn't get away from the theme of joy. And, you know, a lot of times in churches, we don't have a problem singing about grace or actually how how terrible we can be you know like we don't have a problem singing about our weakness but sometimes we have an issue just being joyful and not taking ourselves too seriously and i think some of the music that's coming out for this ep is definitely in that vein of you know what god is a god of joy and he loves when we're happy and so i wanted to make music that helped people stir up that joy inside of their souls. And I mean, really in, in opposition to kind of the depression that's going on in our society that I've even walked through. And so I just wanted to offer a solution to that and something to counteract that kind of depressed or downcast soul of our world. And I, I love that you're going there too, because like I mean, even from the moment that I met you and your husband, like there is just this light radiating off of you oh, that, awesome. that that speaks into just like being happy and not being afraid to be happy. Will you just sort of dive into a couple of the songs on the album that you feel really, really present that joy in the way that you that you want to get it out into the world? Like which songs on the album were are were just like I have to include these. This is something special. Yeah, I think two in particular. One is called Love Running Wild, and it's basically the story of God's presence in our lives and how that's lived out in everyday life. So Love Running Wild, what does that look like when His love runs wild in your life? We take care of widows and orphans. We are joyful. We are on mission to help other people. We're on mission to not look at ourselves 
you know, be self-centered, but to care for other people. And what does that look like on a practical level? So yeah, it's, it's kind of the joy and presence of God kind of bursting forth within us and through us. The chorus is love running wild. I can't explain it. I can't contain it. We believe it and we feel it. And then the other song that I really think captures that joy is one that I, I actually haven't titled yet. We we just wrote it, but it's it's got a pre-course that says, I'm saying no to my downcast soul. I'm saying no to my downcast soul. And I think sometimes we just have to remind ourselves to live in the promise of joy and the promise of, because happiness is not joy. Joy is that sense of peace and contentment, whether we're happy or not. And it's that peace that passes all understanding. And so I think those two songs in particular really speak to that. And you said just a second ago that you sort of, that you partnered with somebody to write that new one that doesn't have a title. Who did you work with? I wrote both of those songs with both my husband and a man named Ross King. Ross is a singer, songwriter, worship leader out of Texas who just moved to town and uh, just an amazing heart and amazing writer. And, you know, there are people in the writing community that, you know, feel very safe just because of the way they carry themselves and how they're comfortable in their own skin. And I, I would say Ross is one of those people. He's just very safe person, level-headed, just a great heart. It's really cool to hear stories coming out of Nashville and like, and, and specifically Nashville because we, we traveled there, but just knowing the people that live there and just the type of creativity that's, that's coming out of there, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. How was it working with your husband? How is it producing this album in sort of partnership with your husband? <laughs> well, there's a, a challenge to that and also a joy. And so I think the advantage that I have is that he knows me better than anyone else. So he knows what I'm going to like. He's a producer and a writer and a musician, an amazing musician. So I think he has a good sense of where I'm going. And so that's always a plus to have someone on your team in that way. And I think the disadvantage is, you know, maybe when we're cutting vocals, I know him better than anyone else. And so if I sing something and he's not pleased with it, I think I can pick up on that really quickly. So, you know, that's something where it's growing our relationship and we're also learning to set boundaries and say, you know, these are the areas where we work really well together, where we want to use our strengths. And then these are the areas where it would be helpful to have somebody else come in and cut my vocals or like play this certain thing or whatever. I think I think it's really been awesome all around to work with him. So I want to back up for a second. You, you talked about being on mission and like and and being committed to just the lo- like loving other people. And I think that just speaks to what we're doing personally, but just across the board for, you know, the people that we bring on this podcast, we really just want to give them a chance to talk about the ways that they see God's love and serving others sort of practically applied in their own lives. So I know you just got back from a missions trip. I just want to give you a chance to sort of go back there for a second, talk about how that relates to your joy, but, but what were you doing there? How did it impact you? You know, and just, just sort of unpack that for everybody. Yeah. I just got back from Uganda. My husband and I both went with a team that was led by Brad and Rebecca Bichelle. They are worship leaders and artists, and they have been raising money for the Watoto Orphanage in Kampala, Uganda, 
for years now. And, you know, the orphanage had said that the kids really wanted to learn how to be worship leaders. And so Brad and Rebecca had this vision for a camp where we, you know, go and teach them music and songwriting and production and, you know, sound, everything in that arena. And so he put together a great team this year. They've been going for a while now, but the team for this particular trip involved me and my husband and Josh Silverberg, who's a producer, Josh Bronley, who's a producer, Dustin Smith, who's a worship leader, songwriter, an amazing team. I could go on and on about who I went, but we basically spent that week teaching the kids in workshops and in a classroom setting. And then in the evenings, we had evening sessions where we had a, a keynote speaker and worship, and it was just an amazing time. And we saw so much growth in the kids throughout the week. By the end of the week, they put together their own little music video of a song they had both written and helped record and produce, and then they made the video for it, and it was just an amazing time. And, you know, there's something about Africa that I've just always loved. I love that it's a warm culture. I love their openness to people who come and visit. They're so happy to have visitors. And, you know, I think it it ends up being that I get poured into just as much as I'm pouring out. And that was definitely true of this trip. We saw a lot of, you know, supernatural healings in this trip. My husband had had back pain for a really long time. And during one of the worship services, his pain went away and he just began to weep and knew that God had healed him. So it was just an amazing time. And I just can't say enough about the Watoto Orphanage and Church. They're just doing an amazing job over there. It's really cool. And well, I'm happy to hear that Keith's back pain is better, but bigger picture too, like it's so, it's so great to hear stories about people just living outside themselves and going out to travel to these different countries to pour into other people. Have you, was this your first trip there? Have you, do you have plans for subsequent trips or trips hereafter? Can you talk about just sort of what you have on the, on the missions project docket for the next, you know, the next time around? Yeah, I would love to go back. It's really for this particular trip. It's who is needed for what purpose at what time. And so I definitely have a relationship with them now, and I would love to go back. I've spent some time in Kenya and South Africa as well and some other places. And so really any time that it's going to fit into my schedule and be feasible, I'm going to (laughs) go. Like regardless of what else is going on in life, if, if there is an opportunity to do that, I'll take it for sure. It's super cool to hear you talk about it now because like, you know, as somebody who's married and like working on your your album and you have more time to devote to things like missions trips and just and just pouring into other people. I want to sort of back up into those years of touring with Katy Perry, which is sort of just an impressive thing to have on your resume. But I really want to give you a chance to sort of talk about that time in your life and how it was different. I'm sure drastically different than where you are now. Yeah, that the time spent touring with Katy Perry was definitely different than the season that I'm in now. You know, when you're touring, you might be in three countries in two days or, you know, traveling, um, you know, four months at a time and out of the country. So I think there is both a spontaneity to that lifestyle. There's both a spontaneity to that lifestyle and also 
um, kind of a rote routine because you really don't know. You're in a new city every day or every few days, and you're doing the same show if you're on an album tour, but you're in a new place with new people, you know, a new time schedule, new new everything, new water, <laughs> new atmosphere. I mean, everything is different. So, yeah, and then when you're on, I feel like I'm not communicating this very well, but when you're on a promo tour, things are moving very quickly and you don't have time to do a lot of things. I didn't have a ton of time off when I was with Katie. I was pretty much with her at all times. So, you know, we'd have a week here, a week there, but not very often. And so a lot of times I was out of the country. I had no way of communicating with my family or friends back home. And so there is a different element. There's a kind of a solitude mindset that you have to have or a solitary mindset that you have to have when you're doing that. But also you grow really close to the people that you're touring with as well. And I want to sort of give you a chance to talk about some of those relationships as well. You know, and even for the people that are listening, I know I'm sure there's some people listening going touring for Katy Perry. Like you're, here's this secular artist. She's, some would say she's over-sexualized and they would have a lot of judgments about her as a person and as an artist. So as somebody who comes, who who's rooted in Jesus and just, and just the truth of what God says, how was working in that environment? What was it like for you? And I'm sure because I, because of the person that you are, that there were a lot of amazing experiences that came out of that big picture. Yeah. I think when I first took the job with Katie, there were some youth pastors and leaders in churches who, you know, messaged me or emailed me basically saying, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. Or they would say, we can't reconcile the fact that you're singing certain lyrics with your faith. And kind of, I kind of had an onslaught of people on both sides of the spectrum saying, you know, you should do this or you should do that. Well, the only thing that I have to say to that is just that I had complete peace and definitely felt led to work with Katie. And I would defend her to the ends of the earth. She, she's an amazing person and very benevolent and gracious to her fans. She's so funny, (laughs) very funny and can be a really, really kind person. And so my response to the naysayers would probably be, you know, you can't be salt to season anything inside of the salt shaker. And, you know, if Jesus were walking here today I don't think that he would be inside of the four walls of the church every day, 24-7. He would be out with people, loving them, healing them, and doing what Jesus did. I mean, that's who he was. And he was not—he was equally just and equally graceful. And, you know, that story of the woman caught in adultery comes to mind. He looks at her in one sense, and he says— you who is without sin, cast the first stone. He's saying that to the people surrounding her in judgment. And then he also looks at her and says, go and sin no more. And so there's a balance of love and justice. And, you know, my job isn't to judge people. God says he's the judge, and that's not my place. My job is to love people 
and just be there. I'm not going to try to proselytize the whole tour. I'm not going to try to, you know, tell everyone, oh, you're going to hell or, (laughs) or tell everyone, you know, you're not living right or whatever. That's, that's not my job. And I don't, probably not the most effective way to um, minister to people either. (laughs) No. And I don't think that's who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And the more, the more I dive into the new Testament and read stories of how he reacted to people and what he did on a daily basis, like that's not the Jesus that I, that I see. And so I know not everyone's going to agree with me, but I know my conscience is clear (laughs) and I know that I'm doing the best I can to, to give him glory and everything that I do and that everything that I put my hand to that it's done for him. So yeah, I loved working with Katie. I would defend her to the ends of the earth (laughs) and I loved everyone that I toured with. Well, thanks for being real about that part of it. I think, too, we can all take away just that bigger picture and what you said about salt staying in the salt shaker, I think, just relates that so beautifully, just your heart for helping people and for being out and to to being the salt that people need. But as we wrap up, I just the word that you gave me when we first met to describe your album, and it's the word that that ironically comes to mind as you're relaying this story about touring with Katie is the word freedom. Oh yeah, and I I think too. I just want to give you last question. We have a couple of minutes before we wrap up. Just give you a chance to talk about that word as it relates to this the production of your new album. How does freedom sort of, how is freedom that thread running through just the bigger picture of what you want people to know and get out of this new album? I think freedom is a concept that that everyone wants, but they don't know how to get it a lot of times, or they're afraid of it. They're afraid of who they would become if they were free. And I think a lot of times people are more afraid of their success than their potential failure. And I know for me, I didn't feel free for most of my life because I I didn't know my worth and I, I didn't know what God really thought about me. And I was constantly feeling insecure or comparing myself to other people. And, you know, comparison crushes creativity and you just end up being a cheap copy. And I definitely want when people hear this album, I want that spirit of freedom, that spirit of like that healthy dose of, you know, I don't care what other people say. I'm, I'm going to do me. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be the person God created me to be. And I want them to feel that spirit in the music. I want them to feel that freedom. Freedom is a concept that a lot of people want more than anything but they don't know how to get it sometimes. And they don't know if they're afraid of it even. I think a lot of people are more afraid of their potential success than their potential failure. And, you know, I didn't feel free for a lot of years in my life. I felt insecure. I compared myself to other people. I didn't feel worthy. And as God healed me from that and and brought up those issues in my life and resolved them, I, I got a new freedom in life and I became bold in ways that I had not been before. And so, you know, freedom is an, is an idea or, or a spirit that is caught, not necessarily taught. And so when people hear this EP, 
even in the way I'm singing, the way the music is going, I want them to feel free. I want them to feel empowered to do whatever it is God's called them to do and to know their worth, to know that they can do it because they're precious and they're God's masterpiece. And so um, I think that's the biggest thing for this album. I I want people to feel free and I want them to feel joy. Tasha, I can't believe we're almost out of time. It's, and I'm going to give you a chance in a second to tell people where they need to go to connect with you and, and how they can find out about the album and all the details. So Tasha, as we wrap up the episode, thank you so much for being here. We do something at the end of each episode called The Scoop. It is three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I was born awesome. ready. I love your enthusiasm. So we <laughs> obviously love heroes. Our podcast is called Heroes for Her. So when you were younger, who was your hero? Oh, gosh, I had a lot of heroes. Um, I would say the biggest one would probably be my mom. I think she was always so strong. She she was tough. And in a funny way, she kind of, you know, shot guns and rode motorcycles and did all that. So she was a little bit different kind of mom than most of the PTA moms at my school. But I love the fact that she didn't think that anything was out of her grasp and she could accomplish anything she wanted. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received or a piece of advice, something somebody told you that impacted your life in a powerful way? I would say one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten is wasn't really a piece of advice. It was more of a truth. And it was from a man named Pete in Colorado. And I was doing a counseling intensive with him. And he shared with me the truth about how important I was to God. And he shared this story about being God's masterpiece. And it's taken from taken from the scripture of in the New Testament about how, you know, good works were created for us before the foundations of the earth. And that has changed my life. Knowing that God sees the worth in me and he created me in a way that is perfect to him. That is amazing. And that's changed my life. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Oh, I would definitely be invisible. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even have to think about that. There are so many situations where I'm so curious and I want to be a fly on the wall and I would love to be able to be invisible and go scope out anything I wanted to scope out. Like, I mean, just think about going to the zoo. Like, <laughs> I you thought it was because you wanted to like steal things. <laughs> no, like you could go to the zoo and you could actually like go in there with the animals and no one could stop you. Like that is so fun for me. Like when they wouldn't I attack love... you because they wouldn't see you. Good no, they couldn't see me. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that awesome. Oh, Tasha, it's been yeah. so awesome having you here. Thanks so much for being on. As we wrap up, would you just let people know best way to find you? Is it social media? Where can we find your album when it's ready? Yeah, Instagram is always a good way. It's Tasha Layton. And my website is Tasha Layton Smith. Got my married name there on there. Go. And um, yeah, so those are really the best ways to, to get a hold of me. And when the EP comes out, I'm going to be posting a lot about that. And and how you can get it. So there you go. We love you. Thanks so much for being here. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. 
If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com.